It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Welcome one, welcome all to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB for Thursday, October 14th. I'm Blaze Wozniak with a co-host again today, Haley Shirky. Haley, how are you today? I'm good, Blaze. How are you? I'm doing well. Do you like all of the snow that was falling earlier? Um, I don't love snow, and there's not much of it left. It's all pretty melted. I know. So. I didn't realize that it was all gone until I just looked out the window, and it's just kind of turned into many puddles, uh, which are probably going to freeze tonight. Yes. Yes, so that will not be good for everyone who has to drive. Uh, either way, welcome to the Heartland at noon. We've got a busy show on the way. First up, for the second time in less than two months, Spectra Venue Management came to the city of Moose Jaw looking for additional funding for Mosaic Place. On Tuesday night, Mosaic Place General Manager Ryan McIver was once again before city council asking for an additional $275,000 for operational costs to get the facility through the end of the year. We'll have that conversation coming up. And staying in the same building, we'll then hear from the voice of the Warriors, James Gallo, in post-game conversation with assistant coach Gord Burnett and right winger Atlee Calvert, following the Warriors' lo- following the Warriors' three-two loss to the PA Raiders last night. He describes himself. Hold it, there it is. He describes himself as the next generation of country rock, and he's a huge supporter of the Snowbirds. We're talking about Corey Marks. We'll check in with Country 100's Courtney Fielder, who spoke with Corey Marks about what he's been up to the last year and his love of the friendly city. That's coming up. And finally, the ninth annual Pause for Pledges Radiothon is less than a month away. We got the scoop from our friend and executive director of the Moose Jaw Humane Society, Dana Hawkes. We'll let you know when it is taking place, what the goal is, and how you can donate. The ugly weather will be sticking around for a few more hours this afternoon, but things are expected to clear up a bit tonight. Then we'll be getting into some warmer weather in the double digits. Your full weather forecast is coming up. And in local sports, we'll talk about last night's Moose Jaw Warriors game, Cash League curling, and the Ottawa Senators kicking off their season tonight against the Toronto Make Me Laughs, or the Maple Leafs as some people call them. Ottawa also announced this morning that they signed forward Brady Kachuk to a seven-year deal, which has made me very happy, Haley. All of that is coming up. But first, it's time for your news. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon. I'm Haley Shirky. Flu season is upon us, and with COVID-19 wreaking havoc in our hospitals, getting the flu shot shouldn't be on the back burner. Dr. Ashok Chetri says now is not the time to be getting sick, as ICUs are filling up at an alarming rate. Chetri tells us why we had so little flu transmission last season. Some of the reason could be that, that, that we had a number of public health measures in place, less mobility of the population, very few travel, international travel restriction, and so on. 69 cases of influenza were reported last year, record low numbers compared to the average 52,000. You can book your flu shot through www.forflu.ca. Flu shots can also be booked by calling one 833 sask 
The city of Moose Jaw issued 14 building permits for the month of September, with total project values to $7.7 million. The largest permit was worth $7 million for the construction of a new hotel on Dethan Baker Drive. City Council approved the construction of a Holiday Inn at that address in January of 2020. Last month's building permits are about $6.7 million less than September of 2020. Overall this year, the city has issued 180 building permits, with project values totaling $55.6 million. The Western Development Museum is putting on some interactive games throughout the museum. It's called October Mysteries Celebrating Black Cats. Families can join two activities and enter draws to win Halloween prizes. Carla Rasmussen, the Education and Public Programs Coordinator at the museum, is excited for people to experience the museum in a new way. It takes you through the galleries and really helps you to explore the spaces in a different way. Maybe you'll notice some things that you didn't before um, if you've been here in the past. The activities are included in the admission price. The WDM is also encouraging people to bring in a donation of canned cat food that will go to the Humane Society. The Provincial Emergency Operations Center is preparing in case ICU patients need to be transferred out of province. Saskatchewan has been in contact with Ontario about transferring patients, although no one has been transferred out of province yet. Saskatchewan Health Authority CEO Scott Livingstone. We are already over our capacity in ICU, so any major event, um, including as an example, about a week ago we had 11 admissions to Regina General Hospital ICU within a 24-hour period. If that was to happen again, we would be uh, triaging patients uh, and sending out a province, we would we would hit our capacity limit. Secure isolation sites have been re-established for those breaking public health orders and have been ordered to be detained. Eleven new COVID-19 related deaths were reported yesterday, along with 327 new cases and 343 recoveries. Of the new cases, eight are in the South Central Zone, 51 are in Regina and 78 are in Saskatoon. 4,423 cases are considered active. 337 people are in hospital, including 261 receiving inpatient care and 76 in the ICU. Mosaic Place took to City Council on Tuesday night asking for additional funding. Spectra Venue Management asked City Council for up to an additional $275,000 to help Mosaic Place pay the bills for the remainder of the year. Acting Mayor Don Looning said council needs to take a hard look at the arena's subsidy level at budget time. There's hockey, there's curling, there's events. What should the taxpayers be subsidizing that facility for? And come to a point somewhere where we say, okay, this is the money that we're willing to provide this facility because this is the subsidy level or whatever it is. This year's subsidy was $864,000, which has already been paid out. And now the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 202 points. The Dow Jones is up 498 points. The Nasdaq is up 244 points, and the Canadian dollar is up at 80.83 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? 
Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. The Conservative Party of Canada's National Council has suspended a member who spearheaded an effort to trigger an early review of Aaron O'Toole's leadership. Bert Chen sat as a representative from Ontario when he started an online petition to collect signatures in hopes the council would hold a referendum before 2023. Party President Rob Batherson says the up-to-60-day suspension follows complaints it received about Chen's conduct, which will be investigated. Officials in Nunavut's capital city are hoping to know within another day or so if there is actually fuel in the city's drinking water. The 8,000 residents of Iqaluit were told not to drink the city's tap water after a fuel smell was detected at the water treatment plant. Test samples have been sent to a lab in southern Canada. The Manitoba government has won its appeal of a lower court ruling that found its public sector wage freeze was unconstitutional. The decision in the government's favour was a blow to labour groups that represent some 120,000 civil servants. Labour groups are considering appealing to the Supreme Court of Canada. And the death toll in New Brunswick from COVID-19 has risen to 80 after provincial health officials reported five more deaths yesterday. All New Brunswick hospitals are now postponing non-urgent medical procedures. I'm Candace Dirksen. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. Good afternoon, I'm Sean Slatt. The Great Western Original 16 Cash League Curling got underway last night at the Moose Jaw Ford Curling Center. Picking up wins were BTN, Frolic, KMS, John's Music, and EMJ Market. The Moose Jaw Warriors picked up power play goals from Damon Hunt and Dayton Matichuk late in the third period, but it wasn't enough as they fell 3-2 to the Prince Albert Raiders last night at Mosaic Place. Scoring for the Raiders was Ozzy Weisblatt, Reese Vitelli, and Nail Crocker. The Warriors finished the home-and-home series with PA Friday night at the Arthauser Center. The curtain comes up on the Ottawa Center's NHL season when they host the Toronto Maple Leafs in one of six games in the second day of the season. The Leafs are coming off a 2-1 victory in Toronto over Montreal in the opener for both teams. The Canadians, meanwhile, head to Buffalo to play the Sabres. And remember, we'd like your scores and local sports stories. Fill us in by email, sports at discovermoosejaw.com. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Today, rain ending this afternoon, then mainly cloudy. Local smoke, wind northwest at 30 kilometers an hour, and a high of plus 4. Tonight, clearing near midnight, wind northwest at 30 kilometers an hour, a low of minus 4. Wind chill minus 10 overnight. Sunny on Friday, wind west, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, and a high of 12. Wind chill minus 10 in the morning. Saturday, sunny and a high of 16. Sunday, sunny and a high of 22. And sunny on Monday with a high of 15. Right now, one degree in Moose Jaw, one degree in Regina, Assiniboia Gravelberg, one, Rockland Cornac, two, Swift Current, zero, Elbow, one, Davidson Watrous, two, once again Assiniboia, one, Regina, one, and with the wind northwest at 30 and the relative humidity at 98%, it's one in Moose Jaw. Their record high for this date, October 14th, is 26, set in 1988. And the record low, minus 6, set in 1992. Time now for Drew Lerner. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. 
Unsettled weather will continue across Saskatchewan today as we deal with an upper-level low-pressure system that continues to beat on us with some snow and rain. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. The precipitation pattern started yesterday, of course, with rain and snow moving through the central and eastern parts of the region. We even had a little bit of precipitation in the northwest yesterday. But as we go forward through the day today, most of the snow and rain and drizzle will likely be in central and eastern parts of the province and will expect most of the precipitation will be winding down as we progress through the afternoon and into the evening. The diminishing trend will likely occur from west to east, so some of the easternmost parts of the region may still have light precipitation continuing into the early evening. By the time we get to dawn tomorrow, all the precipitation will be over. We'll look for a clearing trend tomorrow, and hopefully we'll be able to get back into some sunny conditions early enough that the temperatures might heat back up again. But we'll still be looking at single-digit highs today, and for a fair amount of the region will still be seeing such conditions tomorrow. Upper single digits and some lower teens will be possible. As we go on down into the heart of the weekend, though, we will see a more meaningful warm-up take place and high temperatures will be up into the teens across many areas. And a couple of extremes, possibly over 20 degrees, may occur in the south as we go forward into Saturday afternoon and especially Sunday afternoon. Those lower 20s might be fairly common on Sunday. We'll look for a south wind to return during that time period. That'll help to warm us back up and any snow that remains on the ground is going to be gone by that time. We'll look for the warmer weather to continue on into Monday, but another cool front is going to pass through the region on that day and so western areas will be cooling down during the day and the east will cool down in the afternoon and evening. We'll look for the temperatures to drop again low enough for some more freezes to occur as we get into the middle part of next week. I do not expect I'll see a lot of precipitation coming in with this new frontal system as we go out into the uh, late Sunday night, Monday time period, but a few spits and spats of moisture will be possible. Nothing like what we've got out there right now. And we'll expect to see the rest of next week mostly dry as well. We'll go back into another warming trend in the second half of the week. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. It's now time for the Road Report, brought to you by our friends over at My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. New fall fashions have just arrived. Small to double XL. Few different closures around Moose Jaw. Cast iron replacement happening on Fairford Street East between 3rd and 5th Northeast. Cast iron replacement on 7th Avenue Northwest between Saskatchewan and Caribou Street West. Uh, what else is there? Water service leak on Woodley Drive. That's between Flax and Clipso Drive. Uh, and construction on Cotto Street East between York and Lauren Avenue. Oh, time for one more. Uh, service relay work on Bogue Avenue between Francis and Brown Street. And that is your road report, and this is Paul Martin. It's been called the Peter Principle, where we climb the corporate ladder to our level of incompetence, or it might just be the square peg in the round hole we just don't fit. Well, a piece on the website Strategy Plus Business asks the question of whether or not a person should consider a promotion in the context of COVID and how it's changed the world of working. We all know the classic story of the departing sales manager being replaced by the top salesperson. A logical choice, the top performer gets promoted. But sales excellence may not be the best tool set for management in the same way promoting a high-performing lineman to quarterback likely won't work as the company loses its top salesperson and ends up with a poor manager, the worst of both worlds. Success in the commercial world is often based on an up-or-out culture where we strive to climb the ladder, but COVID has amplified a contrarian opinion that an employee had better want the job, really want the job, 
not the title. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. Your hospital. Your health. Your foundation. We all rely on the care of the professionals at the Dr. F.H. Wigmore Regional Hospital. Whether they're bettering the lives of our loved ones or saving our own, we all want the best health care to be available at our hospital when we need it most, now and in the future. With a planned gift in your will or estate plan, you can help build a legacy of health care for your family, friends, and community. Contact the Moose Jaw Health Foundation or your local legal or financial professional advisor to find out how you can leave your legacy today. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Welcome back to The Heartland at Noon. I'm Haley Shirky here with Blaze Wozniak, filling in for Rob Carney. Monday night at City Council, Spectra Venue Management was back at City Hall asking for funding. This after just asking for some not even two months ago. With more on that, here's Discover Moose Jaws' Sean Slatt. For the second time in less than two months, Spectre Venue Management came to City Council looking for additional funding for Mosaic Place. During a council meeting on August 23rd, City Council approved up to $150,000 for startup costs for the food and beverage services. On Tuesday night, Mosaic Place General Manager Ryan MacGyver was once again before City Council asking for an additional $275,000 for operational costs to get the facility through the end of the year. Mosaic Place ran into a cash flow problem because they had to call staff back early due to the cancelling of the provincial public health orders, the startup of the WHL and AAA hockey seasons, as well as recreational hockey. MacGyver says this issue isn't unique to just Moose Jaw. Many other live event centres across Canada have seen significant budget increases and to their subsidies uh, for this current year, despite, excuse me, from across Canada, these budget increases have been offset their lost revenues. For example, Oshawa um, has seen an increase to over a million dollars to their subsidy. Abbotsford has seen approximately $580,000 in their subsidy increase. South Okanagan Event Centre has seen over $600,000. Even in uh, the province of Saskatchewan, Evraz uh, Place, or Real, the operators of Evraz Place, has seen their line of credits increase and increased operating lines of uh, grants to their facilities, as well as the SaskTel Centre. Again, we'll see another year of operating losses op- offset uh, by increased funding. Mosaic Place's current 2021 budget and subsidy is $864,000 exclusive of the equipment reserve and includes the energy rebates provided by Sask Power. And we're on track for approximate cost recovery of 56%. Acting Mayor Don Looning said Mosaic Place's subsidy needs to be seriously looked at during budget deliberations so that Spectre isn't constantly coming back to ask for more funding. I mean, I realize that these last two years have been, um, have been difficult. Um, and, you know, where I'm going to go with my next comments in, in doing a little bit of comparison between um, the cultural center and your facility is that the cultural center also gets a subsidy from the city and and 
they've not been back here to ask for additional money. Um, I think what we need to start doing as a council, and, and I don't know if this is something that, I mean, obviously we're going to have to look at it in budget, but I think that we have to look at the subsidy for the facility as almost, almost in like a worst case scenario like these last two years have been, right? And have the discussion around council uh, um, about what we want to subsidize that facility to and you know have the discussion around you know there's there's WHL hockey going on there's curling going on there are events going on and what parts of that facility are the responsibility of the taxpayers to subsidize councillor heather eby voted in favor of the additional funding but had serious concerns i've never been happy when this has come back to us in the last 10 years when we've had to do this and it doesn't make me happy now but i totally understand what has happened it's a it's a definitely a revenue issue when you look through the the cash flow spreadsheet that we received we can see what things need to be paid um, bills need to be paid utilities wages uh, there need to be plans put in place for uh, 2022 which is going to be an awesome year at mosaic place um, i guess two things um my my disappointment in this is the fact that it was not flagged for us earlier, whatever um, September, August, September, when we were asked for the hundred and fifty up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars food and beverage. It was never mentioned that this could be coming back to us. So it kind of feels like we got blindsided again with something that perhaps could have been more of a, a package deal instead of having to bring it back into the forefront again. But it is what it is, and um, I don't. I don't really see that we have an option of not um, funding this. Um, and my other point is, um, you know, this will, whatever um, it ends up needing to be, will probably have to come from accumulated surplus. And this is exactly the reason why in the past I've not been in favor of drawing from the accumulated surplus for things that um, perhaps weren't completely necessary at the time, but um, because these are things that, this is a critical thing that needs to be funded now, and we are continue to draw down our accumulated surplus, and, and now um, when we really need it, it's going to be lower than it should be. Along with the additional funding, Council also approved the extending of the repayment of the food and beverage startup funding from December 31st to June of 2022. Of the $150,000 that was authorized by City Council, Mosaic Place has used $100,000 with $85,000 left to pay back to the city through the food and drink sales. For Discover Musha News, I'm Sean Slatt. Of the $150,000 that was authorized by City Council, Mosaic Place has used $100,000, with $85,000 left to pay back to the city through food and drink sales. We're going to stick with the theme of Mosaic Place. The Moose Jaw Warriors were in action last night against the Prince Albert Raiders, where they lost 3-2 in the first game of a home-and-home home series. We're going to now tune in with James Gallo, Voice of the Warriors, for some post-game reaction. Going through a narrow 3-2 loss to the Prince Albert Raiders, James Gallo and Derek Kletzel joined by assistant coach Gord Burnett for the Magri Coaches Show. Gord uh, made it close in the end, just kind of ran out of time. Did it seem like for the Moose Jaw Warriors? Yeah, you know, we're fortunate to have a five-minute power play at the end, and we scored two, but you know, the game's 60 minutes long, so it's, uh, you know, you, you can look at it that way or, or you could say we needed a better effort all night from everybody. 
Do you feel as though it was the second period that hurt the Warriors? The game kind of slowed down. The Raiders' frustrating moose shot seemed at times. Yeah, they, they well, I think it's right from the drop of the puck. You know, six hits Maddie high or, or doesn't really matter, and that set the tone. They came out and they had a lot of energy and they wanted to play physical and we weren't ready to push back, especially off the start. And, you know, when you, when you play like that, it's tough to win hockey games in this league. I know it's early in the season, but uh, is the second period starting starting to become a bit of a concern? I know last game you guys are really good in the first and backed off in the second. Tonight, not your best period either. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. There's, there's, uh, it's, it's always a thing for young players, um, but I don't think it's an excuse at all. I thought I just thought we needed to be better all over the ice all night long. But yeah, I guess you could say the second period might have been a little bit worse than the rest, but. Um, you know, we needed more energy off the get off the uh, get go. I thought when you guys needed some energy, it seemed like the the fourth line of team, um, Pilling and Schofer really were able to supply some energy for you guys tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those are three guys you notice right away. They they provided energy. You know, Schofer uh, he's all over pucks. He's hitting guys. Uh, you know, they were in, all involved in the scrum there, and you know, Tien's on top of his guy. It's, it's uh, it's great that uh, the young guys provide energy and and are doing what we need them to do and and uh, we just need to feed a, a little bit off of the energy. I think. Do you like the fact that you get another uh, whack right at this team right away as you go up to Prince Albert on Friday night? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime uh, maybe you, know, you feel like you got a punch, you got to you got to develop a counter punch and punch him back. So um, I think it's great that you get the opportunity to play him uh, again right away and and prove that we uh, we can beat those guys. Hey, Coach, I thought they really tried to stand you guys up and wouldn't let you into the offensive zone right at the blue line. How do you counteract that, or how can you break that down? Yeah, well, if, if we could get a little bit more speed through the neutral zone, but you're right, I thought they did do a good job on their coverage there at the blue line. Um, if we can get a little bit more speed through the neutral zone, maybe, maybe we can get a, a winger going a little earlier and open some ice up and use the uh, breadth of the ice. Um, I thought that that could be an opportunity as well if you if uh, if that's what you think we need to do. Magri Coaches Show with Assistant Coach Gore Burnett. Thanks for joining us. Good luck Friday night in the return match in Prince Albert. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Atley Calvert joins us outside the Mushaw Warriors locker room. Atley, if you had to describe this hockey game, how would you describe it? Uh, uh, sloppy. I think we didn't. We didn't execute a lot of our entries, and uh, we didn't win enough puck battles to win the game. How tough does Prince Albert make it to come across their blue line? No, they uh, they stand up. They do a good job, and uh, we just had to slide pucks in, and it seemed like today they were just bouncing the wrong way. You talk about sliding pucks in, Atlee. number of times you guys seem to get over that blue line stop, and then the Raiders were able to strip pucks. Is that something that you guys need to, to figure out where to go with the puck after that? Yeah, you know, we just got to, it's all about executing, right? We got to know the situation. Sometimes it's good to stop. Other times it's, it's sometimes good to stop and look for a play. Other times it's the right play to just slide it in and try and battle it out and get the puck back, right? So, you know, we'll be better. We'll be better on Friday. As you guys get ready for Friday, would you like to see a more consistent presence inside Prince Albert's home plate area? Yeah, we need to get inside more and uh, we need to get shots through from the point and, uh, you know, it'll be a different game Friday. We'll be better. 
I thought you guys came to life a little bit there in the third period, uh, and it was created by some of your energy. You were really forcing pucks hard, getting on the D-man quick. Is that something that you really try to bring to, to your game? Yeah, I take pride in uh, sliding pucks in and going to get it back right. That's my game. I like to play below the tops of the circles. So I like to, I just try and play my game and play to my identity every night. Atley, how frustrating is it for you? I think you've hit a crossbar in every game so far this season. How tough is that to take, and, and how important is it for you to remain positive moving forward, knowing that you're getting good looks at the net? Yeah, you know, as long as you're getting your looks right, some some days it just won't go in. So, I mean, I have quit, hit quite a few crossbars this year so far, so some eventually they're going to go in. At least I'm getting chances, right? Pushout Warrior, Atley Calvert. Uh, thanks for joining us, Atley. Good luck Friday in the return match against the Raiders. Thank you. The Moose Jaw Warriors play next on Friday in Prince Albert. Time now for a break. When we're back, we're talking country music. That's next on The Heartland at Noon on CHAB. Hi folks, Tim from Young's Equipment, your genuine Case IH parts and service dealer. Harvest is moving fast, so let's plan for next year. Book winter inspections on Case IH combines, tractors, and sprayers. Pricing of these quality service packages is held from last year until January 31st. Book now to take advantage of 10% off all genuine Case IH parts installed with the inspection. Special trucking rates and Young's loyalty program. Slots are filling fast. Contact Young's equipment to avoid disappointment. Check youngs.ca today. You're listening to 800 CHAB. Hey, it's Chrissy at Budget Blinds. It's October and it's our biggest sale of the year. Come see us today. While it's true that the Canadian government has established low-risk alcohol drinking guidelines, where, when, and how much you drink is still your responsibility. Whether it's an occasional treat or a daily luxury, every drink carries a risk. Always think before you drink. And never put yourself in a position where your drinking could put yourself and others in harm's way. Please drink responsibly and don't ever drink and drive. This message has been brought to you by 800 CHAB. Attention cattle producers at Manicota Stockman's Way Company this Friday, October 15th at 12 noon is the Canadian Ranchers Endorsed Angus Calf Sale. Watch this sale on dvauction.com. 2025 head went through our ring last week. The cow cow and bull market is down. Good steer cattle are selling into a good market. Heifers are back some. Angus Cattle Friday of Manicota Stockman. Thank you for making us your market of choice. Call 478-2229. Discover Moosejaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Environment Canada has issued a special weather statement for Moose Jaw and the surrounding area. Parts of the province, particularly the Saskatoon and Regina Corridor, have seen rain, snow, and a mix of the two fall. Combined with near-freezing temperatures, there may be areas of poor travel conditions across the region. Relatively mild ground temperatures and the rise of temperatures later on Thursday will see most of the snow melt throughout the day, with a return to double-digit highs expected on Friday. Rain ending this afternoon, then mainly cloudy, local smoke, and a high of plus 4. Tonight, clearing near midnight and a low of minus 4. Friday, sunny, winds gusting to 40 kilometers an hour and a high of 12. Saturday, sunny, a high of 16. Sunday, sunny, a high of 22. And Monday, sunny, and a high of 15. 
And with that first snowfall of the season, motorists are reminded to drive with care. Current highway conditions around Moose Jaw, according to the Highway Hotline, are wet subject to freezing and winter conditions. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discarmooshaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Blaze Wozniak with Haley Shirky in for Rob Carney. He'll be back next week. Corey Marks has over 55 million global streams, over 34 million video streams, and he's even worked and recorded with Moose Jaw's Kevin Churko. He's also a massive fan of the Snowbirds and even wrote a song in honor of Captain Jennifer Casey. He spoke with Country 100's Courtney Fielder. The last time we seen you here was back in March of 2020 with uh, Gord Bamford's hashtag Redneck Music Fest, which feels like forever ago. <laughs> it does. And actually, I believe that was the last show, not only in Canada, but I think globally. Uh, that was the last show uh, before this whole pandemic uh, happened. Oh, and dropped you. <laughs> Damn it. There we go. It was it was all set up perfectly. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the last. Yeah, that was the last show. Uh, I think, like I said, globally um, before this whole pandemic hit. So um, I remember that one uh, quite well. It feels like yesterday, but it also feels like such a long time ago. <laughs> and you have been so busy since then, releasing a fantastic single after fantastic single, like your latest one Thank here you. that you have out right now called "Blame It on the Double." What can you tell us about this one? Uh, blame it on the double is, you know, that kind of uh, weekend uh, weekend warrior. You know, it's about going out and having a good time, and uh, you know, getting in a little bit of trouble. Not too much, but uh, enough that you could. I guess I always say just blame it on the double. Uh, it's also featured in uh, the movie The Retaliators, um, and uh, that's that's actually where I'm right now. I'm in LA. Uh, we just had the movie premiere last night, and uh, so that that song is in there featuring Tyler Conley and Jason Hook. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a country rock anthem. I think that everyone could sing along to, um, and, and kind of get excited uh, before going out or, or whatever they're doing on the weekend and, or maybe, uh, just getting, you know, getting ready to go to work in the morning, need that extra, extra lift. <laughs> there you go. Your, your morning theme song, if you need it for work, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there you go. And of course, you have two different versions of this song. Now, you have the version that you released to uh, Canadian Country, which is uh, the solo version. But then there's another version that you have. You have like a whole bunch of other folks on it, too, right? Yeah, there's actually three versions. So there's the original version from the from the album, uh, from my album, Who I Am, which is uh, my also nominated for uh, the CCMA um, Alternative Country Album of the Year, uh, which I'm very ex- excited and thankful for. Um I wasn't expecting it and I'm glad to be in that uh, part of that party. Um, but there's, so it's on that record who I am. And then there's the rock uh, version, which features Tyler Conley, a theory of a dead man and Jason hook, a five finger death punch on guitar. And then there's also the country version, which is on the Nashville, uh, Nashville night CP or morning ZP rather, um, which features Tyler Conley. Um, and it's just a little bit different. There's uh, a really cool banjo solo and a uh, different uh, different intro to the song it's not as heavy uh, or in your face um, as the rock versions but uh, it's a very cool steel uh, intro to that song <laughs> that's awesome i'm glad you mentioned the ccma nomination as well <clears throat> big congratulations for you your first ccma nomination right it's my first one yeah hopefully not my last <laughs> 
And I know you, like we mentioned, you've been keeping so busy. You have been working on so much music, working with so many amazing artists from every genre, basically. From, like you said, working with folks from Theory of a Dead Man to Motley Crue and Travis Tritt. How has it been for you to work with people like of all those statures? Well, it's 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 really it's been a true honor um, to work with guys like that. I mean, like you mentioned, Travis Tritt, uh, Mick Mars, and Motley Crue, and um, you know uh, Tyler Conley, Theory of a Dead Man, Jason Hook, a Five Finger Death Punch, and of course the great, the beautiful Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm. Um, it's just really amazing to see these already very well established artists that are, are uh, taken to my music and the sound, um, and and uh, you know just just really wanting to help me out and be part of it. So that that's really a uh, that's really exciting to have folks like that involved in, in my career uh, earlier on like this. And um, I hope there's more that that step in and, and want to feature on, on the next record. And, you know, we're looking, uh, we're looking at some, some country acts right now and, and uh, hopefully they love the music as much as these rockers do. And of course, uh, country rocker, fellow country rocker and country music legend, Travis Tritt. That's awesome. So excited for all the stuff that you have in the works for us. And I know, too, uh, close to here in Saskatchewan, you're working with a fella when it comes to recording everything. Kevin Turco, how has it been with recording with him? He is uh, the best at what he does, in my opinion. Um, he's just such a great uh, down-to-earth guy. And, um, you know, he, he definitely gets the best out of me and, and pushes me uh, to uh, you, my limits and beyond. Uh, some some days and uh, he just knows how to get that out of you that little extra push uh, when you don't think you have it and um, you know obviously working with Mutt Lang and, and Shania Twain and Ozzy Osbourne the guys from Five Finger Death Punch uh, for the last I think eight records or so um, you know even uh, the last Disturbed record or the last two Disturbed records so to have someone like that involved um, and, and believe in me uh, the way he does is um you know, it's, 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 it's really, again, just an honor and uh, it's even better to be able to call my friend and, and to be able to chat with him about song ideas. And, um, and, and I'll be heading down there in November, actually. Um, November 8th, I believe, is when I head down there for about a week uh, to finish the record, I hope. And uh, then we got some new music coming in 2022. I know you've had quite the musical <clears throat> journey. What made you decide to get into music and make it a career for yourself, Corey? Um. You know, I've I've always I've always grown up, you know, around music, and and even from being a drummer um, in my early days, from from ten years old and into high school and high school bands, um, you know, I I just always had a passion for it. Um, from getting kicked out of class for for tapping on the desk or whatever, um, you know, and and I just grew up in such a musical family, and and growing up listening to guys like Merle Haggard, and, um, you know, Johnny Cash and Waylon on the countryside, but then on the rock side of things, Rush and Beat Purple and Grand Funk Railroad and Ozzy Osbourne. Um, it just really um, let me kind of open my, um, you know, open that door to, to kind of create this, I guess, country rock or whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, uh, it's just been, it's just been a lot of fun and I've always just really enjoyed music and it, it's, you know, I was just telling a, a fellow friend at, at the uh, premiere too yesterday that, it's funny to think back out of, out of all the courses in high school and, and school itself. The only thing I ever failed was a uh, grade 10 music class. And here I am playing music for a living. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Have you ever like gone back and like spoken to like maybe your grade 10, like a music teacher or anything about it? I've, I've seen him around town. Actually, the last time I saw him was in a music store, oddly enough. And I was trying out this new guitar before heading out on tour. And he knew at that age, like when I was in high school, I always wanted to be a fighter pilot. That's what I wanted to do. It was either a fighter pilot or like the next Tommy Lee or, 
were, you know, a hockey player, you know, every Canadian boy's dream. Um, and I was kind of, you know, down that path of, you know, uh, either one of those would work out. And then, um, you know, I saw him, I guess, yeah, it'd be a, a few years ago at this local music store. And he walked up to me and, you know, kind of, you know, how you doing? And I, I, I just looked at him and I smirked and said, who would have thought, huh? Like, you know, out of, out of all people, you know, you failed me in music and here I am. You know, I, I was just about to go on tour with Toby Keith, actually. Um, it was like a few days before leaving for that Dauphin Country Fest and all that. And I said, you know, how's teaching? You know, what are you up to now? And he goes, actually, I'm a pilot. So he, he, he ended up being a pilot out of all, all things. He left teaching and became a pilot and, and, and the kid he failed became a, a musician, singer, songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> now I love that you're talking about being like a pilot and stuff too. Cause I know flying is another one of your passions. And I know the guys out here with us being like the home of the snowbirds and everything, they have a lot of love for you. I love, yeah, I've been a huge fan of the snowbirds uh, since I was a little kid and that all started uh, with a pilot uh, by the name of Captain John uh, Marcus John Boy Walton, and he was from North Bay. He was snowbird number eight back on the uh, 97, 98 team. Um, and we were pen pals up until about high school-ish, about grade nine, grade 10, probably when uh, when I thought my music career wasn't going anywhere after I failed. Um, um, you know, so it, it was it started at a very young age, and my dad would always bring me to air shows. Um, and we had the Equisher International Air Show here in North Bay, and so it was air show during the day and concerts at night. So I got to see lots of, you know, country acts, pop acts and, and rock acts. Um, and with the snowbirds, uh, I was just lucky. Um, you know, we do armed forces day every summer now, uh, to com- commemorate, uh, the, the men and women of our armed forces and pay tribute to them. And they were doing a, a concert air show as well. So I was headlining that year in 2017. And oddly enough, it was almost 20 years to the date that, uh, I ended up, uh, connecting back with the team like I did when I was a little boy uh, with the same jet, the same Tudor uh, jet that the Snowbirds use and um, hung out with that that team, the 2017 team, and took them out around North Bay. Um, we were together for about four days. Um, and since then, we, it's just been a brotherhood. Um, I know that they've talked about making me an honorary Snowbird as well, which is, would be a huge dream come true. And I got to fly with the team at the Abbotsford International Air Show in 2017. And um, you know, just still a huge fan and still well connected with the team and, uh, very thankful for it. Is there anything that you would say to any of them? Cause I know a lot of them are going to be listening in. <laughs> uh, uh, don't suck. That's, that's kind of a motto they have uh, before their flights. And I know that, uh, uh, Eric Temple, uh, Snowbird 10, um, a team coordinator, um, and, uh, he, he and, and public, uh, not public affairs officer, but uh, team coordinator and uh, them 10 and 11, they use, I believe they're using Blame It on the Double as their, uh, as the solo act. So as the solos do their, their head to head in 360s, um, yeah, they're using Blame It on the Double for that one. So it, it's pretty cool to have the, the uh, Canadian Force Snowbirds using my music for the show. That's awesome. It's really come like all full circle for you then, hey? It, it really has, honestly. Um, I was just talking to, uh, you know, Mick Lovin, I know it's a funny name. So if he's listening, <laughs> uh, that's his call sign, Snowbird 9. And uh, FOMO was uh, Snowbird 8 back in uh, 2017. And we were just chatting about that about a week ago, how it's really interesting. How it's really come full circle for, for not only myself, but we talked about, um, you know, they were really um, pushing me to get my pilot's license and to finish that as well. And, and now that I've done that, um, you know, there's talks of, of perhaps uh, forming an aerobatic team. I know that FOMO is already well on his way. 
Um, so that that's cool. He just bought a, a pit special. So it's a, a little biplane. It's a, a very aerobatic. Uh, you, if you've been to air shows, you've seen those, those, uh, those airplanes that do all the stunts and tumbles and stuff. So uh, he just got himself one of those planes. He flies for Air Canada now. And, um, you know, there's just talks of, of meeting up and, and flying together and stuff. So it's really, it's really cool how it's all kind of come together. That's awesome. And now I know you've done so many exciting things and everything. If you could have like any pair up or someone that maybe that you would want to fly with, because you have your flight license, who would you want to either fly with you or to do a song with? Like the dream person. Oh God, that's, that's a tough one. Um, well, uh, it'd be an honor to fly with the snowbirds. I think, uh, to actually be in, in my own plane and, and fly with the team, I think would be, uh, the ultimate goal and dream. Um, I actually, there's, there's a song on the record. Um, a little, uh, it's, it's actually a song called the snowbirds that I wrote and, uh, it's, it's a dedication to them and, and, uh, captain uh, Jennifer Casey, who tragically passed away last year and, uh, that the, and their, um, their cross Canada, uh, COVID tour. So, um, it's, it's a little tribute to them. Um, and of course our country, Canada. So I know the snowbirds are a huge part of that. So, um, I think I think overall, um, yeah, to, to get to fly with the Snowbirds and especially uh, having having them use use one of my songs, the title "The Snowbirds" would be a, a very cool experience. Well, we won't keep you too much longer here, uh, Corey, because I know you're a busy guy. You got lots going on, lots of songwriting planned never for too, today. Never too busy for you. <laughs> never. Well, thanks. Is there anything that you want to say to your fans uh, about maybe this new single or music in general or message that you want to send out to your fans that are be joining us on the show? Uh, I mean, uh, just just thank you so much for supporting me and my music and um, and this show, Courtney. Thank you very much. Uh, all my all my friends and fans in Moose Jaw and and uh, the beautiful province of Saskatchewan. Thank you so much. And uh, check out Blame It on the Double. Call requested anywhere across Canada because it's there at uh, Country Radio now. And um, don't forget to check out my most recent uh, EP. is called Nashville Nights which includes a brand new single. It's just a little, little on the rockier side called in me. I trust was also a video there and um, look forward to some new music in the new year. And thank you very much. And one more question for you. Cause I know that maybe there is some people that are looking up to you when it comes to maybe getting into music and stuff. What's some advice that you would give to someone that is looking into getting into the music scene? Uh, don't do it. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would, I would just say, uh, you know, uh, stick to your guns, uh, stay true, uh, to yourself and what you believe in and what you want to do. Um, and even when the doors close, it's just another opportunity for another one to open. And I've had lots of doors slammed on my face and, uh, you know, now it's time to kick them down. So that's, that's what, uh, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. I think is just, uh, especially as a, as a songwriter and artist, I think it's, it's, it's one thing, um, you know, to, to really, to be an artist, to really create an art, uh, around who you are and what you believe in and what you do. And, um, and I think that's, that's, that's the most important part. It's very easy to get, uh, distracted or to veer off path. Um, so just keep that heading and uh, keep doing what you do. That's some fantastic advice there, Corey. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you, Courtney. I appreciate you and, uh, all the listeners. Thank you. I, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, having me part of the show. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Church of Our Lady will be hosting a drive through fall supper on Sunday, October 31st, from 4 until 5, with food prepared and individually packaged by Charlotte's Catering. 
Your meals will be delivered packaged to your vehicle, and advanced prepaid tickets will be sold for only $20 a meal. Cash, check, or e-transfer will be accepted. Meals will consist of roast turkey and dressing, four salads, vegetable, bun, and cheesecake for dessert. If you want to take part, you're asked to contact Church of Our Lady. That again is a drive through fall supper at Church of Our Lady, Sunday, October 31st, from 4 until 5. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Purposed Financial. A proven track record of achieving your financial goals one step at a time. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. We should get started on that trenching right away. Did you make a one call? I don't see any markings. I'm pretty sure I know where the pipeline is. Sorry, this is my farm and my family's safety, so pretty sure won't cut it. Let's get a locate, and then we can start. Safety is everyone's responsibility. The depth and location of a pipeline can vary, so any activity on a right-of-way can have serious consequences. Always contact the pipeline operator before crossing or excavating. Find your local one call at clickbeforeyoudig.com. A message from TC Energy. Whether it's a scrimmage with friends, the game-winning goal, or a personal best, sports, activity, exercise, it feels great. But sometimes we overdo it and need help to get back in the game, back on the ice, and back to active. The Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest has the supports and bracing you need to do just that. For home health and active living solutions, see the Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest, corner of Maine and Thatcher. The Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. We're back on The Heartland at Noon. I'm Haley Sharkey here with Blaze Wozniak filling in for Rob Carney. They've raised over $7,000 in their first eight years, and the Moose Jaw Humane Society and Country 100 just released details on the ninth annual Pause for Pledges Radiothon. With more, here's Country 100's Courtney Fielder and the Humane Society's Dana Hawkes. As of today, exactly one month out from our Pause and Pledges Radiothon. It's so exciting. It's the biggest year, biggest fundraiser for our shelter every year, and we're so excited. It's an opportunity for us to invite the community into the shelter to see what we do every single day, and we're so blessed to have Courtney from Country One come and join us for 12 full hours. I love hanging out with you guys every Radiothon year. I cannot believe that we're going into year number nine already. These nine years have just flown on by. I know. I had to go back and check. I'm like, it can't be nine years already. (laughs) Well, time flies when you're having fun, as they always say, right? It sure does. And over the last eight years so far here, we have raised nearly $1 million. To be exact, if people want exact numbers here, that's $726,030 over the last eight years. That number, each and every single year, when we get down to that final hour, we announce the total each and every single year. I don't know about you, but that hour gets kind of emotional. (laughs) 
It kind of does. We might be running on too much coffee and not enough sleep by that point, but it is very emotional every year because every dollar raised goes right to helping those homeless animals in the community of Moose Jaw. And you know what the amazing thing to me is each and every single year, Dana, is how much people's hearts open up for all the pets because without us, the pets don't really have a voice of their own, right? That's right. And it is, you know, it's certainly the financial part of it is very important to the shelter, but it's also those people who open up their hearts and homes to adopt a homeless animal or to foster a mama cat and kittens or orphaned kittens. Without that support as well, we couldn't do what we do every day. Exactly. It really takes a village when it comes to everything, right? It really does. Community is so important, and we are so blessed to be in Moose Jaw, where we have so many animal-loving people in our community. We sure are. And you know what? Speaking about uh, everything here with numbers and everything with the Radiothon, this year we have a pretty big goal set for us, don't we? We do. We're shooting for $85,000, and our mail-in, mail-out donors' dollars have been coming in so far. Really great numbers. So we're hoping that we can get some people to come right down to the shelter that day or to ring those phones because we have some great people that are going to be manning our phone bank for us from the community of Moose Jaw as well. Definitely. Like you said, too, in advance, if you can't make it out to the Radiothon, which is coming up here on Friday, November 5th, that is the date set to go here for us. If people can't make it that day of, can we make donations in advance? You sure can. You can call the shelter. You can send an e-transfer to um, the outreach email for the shelter, or you can go to our website and click that donate button, and it takes you right to our friends at Canada Health. And every donor dollar comes right to us. And another thing that I know that a lot of people are gearing up, I've seen a lot of people doing this in advance already with us being a month out, is some fundraisers that a lot of people got going on. Um, how can people help out? What are some like fundraising ideas that you've seen over the years? Well, we have a lovely lady named um, Laura who has a company called LNJ Jewelry, I think. And she's making jewelry and donating a portion of those proceeds to us. Schools could have fundraisers. Um, we had her South School Division, the Central High School, did a dress-down Friday, and the staff make a donation. They donated that money to us. There's so many great ways. Bake sales, you, like Laura's doing, you can sell a product and donate part of the proceeds to the shelter. There's so many fun ways. There definitely is, especially with Halloween coming up soon here. There's a lot of ways to help raise some money that way, too. For sure, you could have host a Halloween party, a COVID-friendly Halloween party, by following the South Health Guides, of course. Definitely. And, of course, too, uh, in addition to raising funds here with the Moose Jaw Humane Society for the Positive Pledges Radiothon, you guys got a lot of fundraising going on throughout the year. And one of your biggest fundraisers every year here is uh, the Facebook auction that you guys have going on, which is going on right now, right? It is. And last year, I think we had about $11,000 worth of items. And this year, and people are still contacting us, we have over $17,000 in auction items available. Our first week was last week. It was a great success. It raised almost $3,000. This week, the auctions will run from Tuesday to Saturday. And I believe we have five weeks of them set up to go. Our fundraiser is doing a great job. And they run... Tuesday they start and the bidding ends Saturday at noon and you can start to pick your items up right as soon as you're contacted to know that you're the winner. That is so fantastic. Watch. Oh, Yeah, and every Sunday our fundraising coordinator will put a sneak peek out for what items will be available and then the auction starts the following Tuesday. 
That is awesome. I love it, too. The sneak peeks is what gets you in each and every single week. <laughs> it sure does. And it, breaking it up, last year we had one big auction, and doing it this way, it makes it a little easier for people who are bidding to find their items. Exactly. In this way, too, you only have a limited time to go and bid on certain items, right? You do, because people do like to wait till that last minute and swoop in. And I lost a few items last week because I wasn't fast enough. <laughs> so definitely keep an eye out for that all on the Moose Jaw Humane Society Facebook page. We'll share a link for you, too, on the Country 100 page, discovermoosejaw.com. So there you have it. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Dana, for the update on the Positive Pledges Radiothon happening at the start of next month. And that is it for the show. I'm Blaze Wozniak with Haley Shirky. Haley, how was your second day on the Heartland at noon? Almost as magical as the first. Ah, perfect. That's great. Yeah, the Heartland at noon is truly a magical time. That does it for today's show. I'll be back later this afternoon. Haley will be back tomorrow morning. So until then, take care and talk to you later. The train is pulling into the station for the Whistle Stop Christmas Craft Sale at Moose Jaw's Exhibition Convention Center, October 22nd and 23rd. Provincial vaccine mandate applies to this event. 65 vendors selling art, food, and crafts. Admission is just $5. The Whistle Stop Christmas Craft Sale is back with the simple click of a button. Have 800 CHAB music, news, weather, and information play on any device. Keep in touch with what's going on in Moose Jaw. Visit discovermoosejaw.com. Find Moose Jaw news, weather, and sports. Even stream your favorite music. All online, all the time. Discovermoosejaw.com. Larry from the park with the greatest, biggest, most awesome special ever. Coors Light 24 cans, only $37.50 plus taxes and deposit. That's $45.50 total. Wow. Only at the park, only while supplies last. You're listening to 800 CHAB. Hey, it's Chrissy at Budget Blinds. It's October and it's our biggest sale of the year. Come see us today. And it's all just a little bit of history repeating. Time now for the best of Carney's comments. There are some interesting comments on a local group chat forum on Facebook today. Locals are speculating about what might be built at the corner of Maine and Thatcher, where the old Bonanza restaurant once stood. The banter is mostly friendly and entertaining, and it turned into a wish list with people sharing what they'd like to see in Moose Jaw. Among the businesses they'd like to have are Winners, Costco, Ikea, and Fabricland. Among the chain restaurants people would like to have are Popeyes, Five Guys, Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Swiss Chalet. A number of people say they hope it's not another fast food restaurant. And then, after dozens of comments, one guy asks, Does anybody know for sure? The reply came from my friend Stuart, who writes, Ah, there's no fun in knowing. I'm Rob Carney.